This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojak here with the record North Shore founding member Joe, Joe Coughlin, as always. And we've got a lot to talk about in this week's episode. Um, a lot of close basketball action happening. Some uh, um, state wrestling playoffs have started as well. So we've got a lot to talk about. We'll do our usual four-quarter format, where in the first quarter we recap everything. Second quarter, we'll listen uh, and talk um, here about uh, gymnastics and uh, sectional action. Um, in the third quarter, we'll play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. And then in the fourth quarter, we get you all ready for uh, the upcoming week um, with a lot of great basketball and wrestling taking place in the next coming week. So um, we'll have a lot to preview in the fourth quarter as well. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere they're available. Make sure you check us out. Give us a nice little review. We always appreciate the feedback, um, both in the reviews and also um, you know, through fan mail and uh, whenever we see you folks out there um, covering events. So we always appreciate the kind words. But um, let's get things started because we have a lot to talk about, Joe, in this week's episode um, of the Varsity Podcast, where um, we had a lot of close games. And let's start off with the game that we kind of were highlighting the most last week. That was New Cheer Boys Basketball playing Evanston. Um, New Cheer doing a doubleheader boys girls um, at Evanston on Friday night. And the boys... Um, we're able to hold on to a 57 to 55 win, um, which essentially sets up a uh, winner take all uh, battle against GBN um, this upcoming Friday for the conference crown. But um, Nutria Boys kind of, we talked about this show where Evanston was going to be a tough team that they shouldn't take lightly. And um, Evanston showed that exactly uh, in that match on Friday. Yeah. And especially in the fourth quarter, you know, Nutria almost handed them the game. Um, Nutria was up double digits um, a lot of that game and a lot of the second half you know and Evanston hung around hung around and you hang around uh, because if the other team opens the door and that's what they you know Nutria did by missing a ton of free throws down the stretch I think they missed double digit free throws just in the fourth quarter including a big um, a big set of two in the final possession that gave Evanston a chance to tie or win the ball game and uh, they got a look in um, defense by Fegan um, as well. I think Ian Brown came over to contest as well, made the shot um, short. I think it was a little short and left, but they had a chance to tie or win the ballgame. So another good um, chapter in that rivalry. Um, it's just, you know, Nutrier can't let those teams in it. They're going to um, lose a game like that by just letting teams waltz back in. Um, but uh you know, it's always intense. They were playing in Beardsley. It was absolutely packed. Um, and uh, it was another good CCL um, rivalry victory and win for Nutria. Are you concerned about that at all? You know, just with them, you know, missing free throws and kind of, I mean, they did end up winning and obviously they were in a tough, hostile environment. So maybe you're kind of like, you just got to do whatever you got to do to win this game. But are you concerned at all by, you know, not being able to make free throws, being down in the fourth quarter by double digits, just... Um, are you concerned with what, you know, they kind of showed in that game? Or are you just more happy with, you know, they overcame it and they won't figure out how to win this game? Yeah, I'd say that that's a concerning thing to me, missed free throws. Um, you know, if you kind of go back, 
New Trier doesn't have many losses. I think they have four, you know, with 20 plus victories. Yeah, but a couple of their losses in the in that um, in the holiday tournament, they didn't finish when they were neck and neck with these teams, and they really didn't execute down the stretch and had some turnovers. Different than missing free throws, but still kind of in that poise category down the stretch. Can you execute under pressure against good opponents? Um, and they're going to be in that game eventually. It's going to happen again in the postseason. Um, whether they're down and they have to come back or whether they have to protect a lead or advance a lead um, late in the ballgame. So it's something to just keep your eye on, I think, as we get here in the postseason, um, whether it's free throws or turnovers. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing we can look at right now where um, maybe they didn't make plays to win the game, but they didn't make plays to lose this game, I guess, is kind of what I would kind of take from this, where you kind of saw that earlier in the year, like you mentioned, the holiday tournament is uh um, you know, you plays here and there that didn't really work out, but um, I feel like this could be encouraged, especially you know, the next day they beat uh, um, Lakeside Luther and a team from Wisconsin 63 to 59 with uh, um, a really big day, uh, day from Fegan again. So, I mean, you kind of saw them where they kind of were able to regroup the next day and kind of you know, figure out how to play in a back to back. Something we talked about Loyola last week, but um, being able to kind of get back after it, um, in the against the opponent that they're not familiar with it all so I mean just um kind of good to get those two wins there especially heading into a big game on Friday yeah and we're they came back in that game they were down double digits I believe early in the second half and then uh, they came back behind Fegan a um, couple big shots Colby Smith had a huge shot out of the corner um, I think that three gave them the lead um, and then a couple free throws sealed it but um <clears throat> Uh, and the big the big play that was going around social media was a uh, uh, Logan Feller took a charge on a huge dunk from the Lakeside guy Lakeside, is that right? Um, from yeah. from their their star player um, dunked on him, but it was a charge call, so it went the other way. Huge swing in the ball game, uh, but in that game they had to fight all the way back. Uh, you know, coming off a you know emotional game the night before, so you know when we're when we're looking at games like this and victories like this. Um, you know, Nutria's 24 and four or whatever they are, uh, we're picking nits, right? It's really just, we, what can this team do to get to where they want to be, which is the state finals, which is, you know, they want a state trophy. They're going to be one or two in their sectional. I think with Rolling Meadows lost to GBN last night, uh, which would be Tuesday, uh, they're going to be the number one seed in the sectional. So can they come out of that sectional? Can they come out of the super sectional and be in the state final four? And I think that's their goal. So in that game, you know, what, what are they maybe still are some of the things they need to really hone in on, focus on down the stretch? That's all we're looking at. Right. And we'll jump back on to New Trail Boys basketball in the third and fourth quarter. But um, we'll stick with boys basketball just for not, you know, hopping around all the different things and getting people confused. Um, Loyola boys basketball, um, kind of a, a surprising loss to, you know, DePaul prep. They played DePaul, you know, a week ago, I think it was, or maybe a couple weeks ago before that. Um, losing 50 to 46 in triple overtime, um, kind of a surprising loss, maybe a loss that kind of happens when the team, you know, has film on them and you can really adjust really quickly. But, um, I mean, Loyola had that tape too, and they could have uh, made some adjustments, but, um, some uncertain situations there, especially with who was able to play in that game, Joe. Yeah. And, and I think you said to Paul, they lost to De La Salle. Oh, um, my sorry. De La Salle. Yeah. Which is a game, you know, De La Salle is a good, a good team, but this is a game they should win. And I, this is speculation, um, so don't crush me on it. But, uh, you know, in 
loyal is good at showing their stats after a game on social media and i didn't see any miles bowling in there not in the point category not in um assists rebounds anything like that and um you know usually he's somewhere usually in points but also other areas so possibility that he didn't play i'm not sure um but he also wasn't in the scoring categories in their win over Providence St. Mel, if I'm looking at that right. Um, so maybe he's dealing with something, and that's their best player, I would say. That's their uh, – he's a junior, but he, he's a, he's going to play in college, um, and he's, he's legit. So um, maybe he took a couple games off to rest an injury here or there. Hopefully that's all it is. Um, but uh, something to keep an eye on and, and maybe a reason that – they didn't pull away from De La Salle and um, De La Salle took them out in three overtimes. Um, so, um, but yeah, not a loss you want. Obviously they had kind of, um, what do they call it? Kind of the fate was in their hands of the, of the CS, CCL, the Catholic league. Um, and now they got to fight for it this week. So um, tough loss that was. Yeah. I think well, it, knowing, not knowing the situations kind of makes it hard to, you know, exactly say what's going on and that kind of stuff. But, um, a triple overtime loss, obviously a tough loss there, but uh, the Ramblers will get an opportunity to play St. Rita on Friday for a chance to win the CCL and would preview that game um, more in the fourth quarter. Uh, jump on over now to the girls team from Loyola, um, who uh, beat Montini uh, last Thursday, like we kind of talked about, to advance to um, the GCAC championship game against Mother Mercalli on Saturday at Loyola. Um, and uh, Mother Macaulay able to hold on to a 55-54 win in overtime. Um, you know, Loyola's gotten two opportunities on Mother Macaulay, not able to win both games. But um, obviously to get this game into overtime um, and show their, you know, will to fight and, you know, kind of make this uh, a really tough game, I feel it kind of has you encouraged heading into the playoffs, even though you would, probably would have wanted to win. Yeah, I mean, you want to win that game. See, the GCAC is on the line. Incredible basketball game, but you fought to the end, and you had a huge buzzer beater in regulation from Nora Emerson. Um, you know, coming off the bench, uh, they, they're rotating the ball. She had a great pump fake, get to the three-point line, and, and just drill the three at the buzzer to send this game to overtime. So, you know, feeling good going into the, the overtime, and then you just couldn't couldn't pull it out on your home floor. That's a bummer. Uh, but you were right there with Macaulay the whole time and even maybe had an advantage here or there. So um, not terribly discouraging. It's just you want to win the GCAC. It was right there for the taking. Um, big win over Montini in the semis. Uh, I didn't expect that. I think they almost doubled up Montini. Uh, Montini is a pretty good team. Like I said, it, they're in class, I think, 3A or even 2A. And uh, But uh, Loyola rolled them. So um, good tournament for them. They got to feel pretty good about the way they're playing going into the postseason. Yeah, I think very encouraged about what they're able to do. And we'll talk more about their chances in uh, the third and fourth quarter. And let's uh, finish off the first quarter here with some wrestling. Um, Both Loyola and Nutria Wrestling took place part in the Fremd Regional over the weekend. Um, Loyola had uh, four regional individual champions. Uh, Gavin Padilla won 113. Massey Adiote won 120. Quinn Herbert won 182. And Kai Calcutt won at 220. They'll also have James Tamilla at 106 competing, um, and uh, Patrick Zimmer at 126, Zane Javon at 138, and uh, Joey Herbert at 285 will all be competing at the Barrington sectional this upcoming Saturday. But 
Um, a really strong performance show from Loyola, especially being able to win four individual uh, regional titles. Yeah, getting that four was huge. We talked about, um, I think, the conference. They didn't have a champ, if I'm not wrong, but they had five second place or six. Right. Um, so in this regional, um, they really kind of showed um, maybe their power outside the Catholic League. You know, they're, they're a really potent lineup. Um, and advancing that many to the sectional rounds is something to be very proud of. And I believe it's their most ever in program history. So just another um, step for that program. They've been taking them year after year, whether it's uh, last year, their dual record, as well as having a finalist. Um, and this, I think they, they advanced three to state last year, too. And now you have um, a, a big group going to the sectional and, and with many having a chance um, to advance to the state finals. So. Uh, big ups to that program and its growth, and uh, I'll be out there Saturday checking them out. I, I know a few will get across to the state final. Yeah, for New Trier, no uh, regional champions, but Eli Pulisic um, qualified for the sectional at 145, and Tag Miller qualified at 152. Um, so the Trevians will have some representation um, at the Barrington sectional on Saturday and uh, Friday and Saturday. Um, all right. Well, that's everything that we've got for the first quarter. Let's jump on over now to the second quarter where we are joined and going to talk about New Trier Girls Gymnastics. Uh, the Trevians took part in the uh, sectional action on Wednesday. Um, so let's take a listen now as to what happened um, on Wednesday and uh, what they're looking forward to moving forward. Even as far as you guys, 136.6, is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you tell me, you diagnosed the performance. Um, well, we didn't do very well on beam uh, and um, had a couple mishaps on vaults. Um, and yeah, I think our, our, I mean, our, I think all around the floor scores were kind of low, but. I was going to ask about that. I don't know gymnastics that well, yeah. but they seem, especially on floor, yeah. like only two scores over nine yeah. on the whole. And if I'm, am I right in saying this is one of the best sectionals in the yeah. state, right? Yeah, yeah. I know your goal was to get back to state this year. Yeah. Is that score going to do it? Oh, no. I didn't Not think so. I didn't, I didn't want to put words no, in your no, mouth. No, no, no. We needed a 142.3. Like, no, coming off of regionals, like I thought we could maybe do it because we've had great practices and they've looked really good. We just had a couple of uncharacteristic falls from people who don't normally fall, and then um, you know, beam is the uh, make it or break it, and it we didn't make it there today. So has that been kind of a Achilles heel all year? Um, kind of. I mean, we stuck. We stuck. We didn't call team beam when the whole team sticks. We did that at regionals. Um, but it just wasn't happening. I mean, Morgan who started us off stuck, and I thought it was all good, and then just a couple of things didn't happen. So, so when that's kind of going on, I think that was your second event, maybe third. Third. Yeah. You got a kind of feeling like what's the morale of the team after some, you know. They yeah, kinda... well, I just told him, like, you know, you've got other events to do. Like, when we had, you know, Ryan had a fall on vault that she never really does. Annabelle had a fall on bars she doesn't really do. it. like, you've got other events to do. You know, like, you got to get back up there and you got to compete, you know, for Ryan, like, other events. So, yeah. Um, 
Um, we were hoping we could get a couple more to state, but Clara will make it on Mars. She's placing on Mars. And Ryan is close. She's at an at-large right now. So For Mars. Yeah, hoping and praying that that makes it through. So, because it's her senior year, it's her best event. Yeah. Um, you know, she. I thought her score was a little low. Her routine uh, was great, so. But, you know, with those floor scores, do you think anybody, you know, I know Clara can get up there on the floor. But, yeah, I but mean, it was kind of surprising. Like, that was, you know, good routine that gets an 8-8. Eight eight. Um, yeah. So, but I don't think, but that's not going to make it through the state. You know? I, that's right. So, I, didn't, I would think so. Yeah. That's a bummer. So, I guess for a season, if this is kind of a season ending, sorry to say, uh, what did you guys put out there this year, and what can you take into next year? Yeah, I thought um, we had a, a, a great team with a lot of talent that like worked hard in the off season and got so much better. And just like the camaraderie of the team, um, I mean, was great. You know, like we had like Taylor was new. We had a couple freshmen that were new, and they're just they all get along really well. They're just wonderful kids together, and. Um, the ones who are coming back, we're looking forward to working on a lot of stuff. I mean, they'll be back in the gym probably Friday and Monday and for next year. So. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's jump on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of Way or No Way. I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue or agree um, whether those five propositions can happen way or whether they cannot happen no way. All right, we're going to go back to uh, girls basketball here. Uh, Loyola girls basketball earned the uh, number three seed in the new Trier sectional. Uh, so, Joe, way or no way you think that Loyola should have earned a top two seed in that sectional? Um, now you're blanking me. Who's ahead of a mic? We've got... Uh, Maine South, number one, York, number two, Loyola, number three, GBS, number four, and Nutrier, number five. That feels about right to me. Um, York's kind of the outlier that, uh, from the area, I should say, not in terms of um, talent, um, that we don't know too much about. Um, but uh, Maine South definitely earned the number one seed. They are a state contender for sure, um, a trophy contender. Um, GBS had, uh, um, a claim to, to third, they beat, they beat Loyola. So, um, on a buzzer beater, so they're pretty even. So I think three, three sounds pretty good. So I'll say no way. Yeah, I think I'll go with, I'll agree with you and I go no way as well. I think that, um, you know, Maine South, you know, lost to Evanston. Um, they lost to Hersey. Um, they lost to, uh, York. Um, which is kind of interesting. You lose to York, you figure York would probably get the double, you would get the uh, benefit of the doubt there. Um, and they lost to Fremden in Libertyville too. So um, I, I, I know that they're a contender, but I might go with way here. I think the Loyola, um, I feel like all these teams have kind of shown that they're close and that kind of stuff to other teams, but um, maybe not exactly um, at that elite level. But um, I definitely think that Loyola probably should have earned a top two seed. Maybe one more win would have made the difference. Maybe a win against Macaulay, maybe a win against um, one of those other top teams would have made the difference. I think that they'll still be a sectional contender and all that kind of stuff. But I do think that um, they probably should have been a top two seed. And 
Um, I would have liked to see uh, that happen for the Ramblers. All right, let's jump on over now. We'll go stick with uh, girls hoops and seed talk where, uh, where no way, Joe, you think that new Trier girls basketball can make some noise as a number five seed in that sectional? Um, I do. I really do. Um, I think they're playing well, but they did suffer another injury, you know, in that game against, I think it was Evanston. Um, obviously a rough and tumble game. They had the lead. They lost it late. And Evanston kind of um, just kept them down after taking the lead. Um, Cela Klein went down again. She, you know, she was out most of the season with a wrist injury um, at the beginning of the season. She came back, was playing really well. This team started to find itself again, and now they're playing without her again because she hurt her knee. Uh, well, her leg, I should say. I, I actually don't know the exact extent of the injury. I hope she's okay, but um, I know she didn't play in the ensuing games or the rest of that game. So that's a big that's a big one for Nutrier. Um, now, if they come come out of it, let me see. I'm kind of looking at the bracket right now. Let me break it down. For, well, they're going to have GBS. GBS who they they – I don't know if they can beat GBS without seed playing. So if we're talking about noise, I think it's going to be a really tough putt, but I'm not going to say they can't. I think uh, puncher's chance isn't enough. They have a chance. They have a, you know, they can play a game and beat GBS, but GBS is a very good four seed that they're going to play in the regional final. Um, it's going to be tough for them to come out of that regional. Yeah, I apologize. I'm going to go with no way here. I just don't think with, you know, without her and, you know, with GBS, uh, <laughs> Facing a really tough opponent and likely in the regional championship um, at GBS, I just think that that's you know too too much for um, the Trevians to overcome in a, in a season where I feel like they've tried to overcome a lot of injuries and that kind of stuff. So I um, am going to go unfortunately um, with a no way there. They won't be able to make much noise. Maybe they'll win the first game, I think, but I don't think that um, you know winning a regional, um, especially with that injury, could uh, you know seems very likely at this point. All right, Joe, way or no way, you can take a lot from uh, the De La Salle loss for Loyola Boys Hoops. Um, sorry, that's the radiator in this room starting up. Um, I don't think you can take too much. I really don't. And the only thing I think, I've never heard it sound like this. Um, <laughs> the only thing I think you can take is if Miles Bolin is seriously hurt or how much time he's going to miss. Because that makes them a, a starkly different team. Um, that's their number one scoring threat. He plays very solid defense, lots of deflections, um, and he does other things great on the offensive end as well. Um, he's a good, he's a very good passer. So if if he's out, then yes, it says something. But the specific loss itself, without him, I don't know if it says too much. No. Yeah, I wouldn't take too much from it as well. I think the bigger game to look at will be the St. Rita game, especially if they are at full health. I think that's that's going to tell you what you can do in the playoffs, I feel like. That's going to tell you where you can compete against one of the best teams in the state, um, one of the most talented teams in the state. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with no way there. I think you take a lot more, honestly, from this upcoming Friday's game against St. Rita um, than you can against a De La Salle loss. That happened in triple overtime where, um, obviously, you get tired legs and um, tired schemes after a while. All right, uh, way or no way, uh, Joe, that um, New Trier Boys basketball seedings have not been announced yet. They'll be announced Thursday afternoon. Um, New Trier Boys basketball will be the top seed in the sectional. Yeah, I think so. I'll say way. Um, I'm pretty sure that that game against Rolling Meadows and GBN decided it, and we're probably going to go. Um, and GBN, Rolling Meadows, I, I think New Trier already had a pretty good lock on it. 
um, with what they've done recently, um, beating Evanston, beating GBS. Now the seedings come out before they play GBN. So um, I think <laughs> they've got a pretty good claim. I think it's probably going to go Nutrier, GBN, and uh, Rolling Meadows, one, two, three. Um, a pretty strong one, two, three. Um, and then Evanston, GBS, Loyola would be my guess. Um, and that top six, there is just no um, no faking it through that group. Um, that's going to be really good. But I do think they get the top seats, I'll say Way. Yeah, I think I'll go with Way as well. And then we can re-up about how stupid it is that you have a game that essentially decides the top sectional seed happening the, the day after when the seeds come out. Like, what is the rush? I don't understand what the rush is. Like, you know where what the assignments are, and it doesn't really change things for schools that much, whether the bus has to go here or there. But that's a different argument that we usually get to do over the summer, so we'll save it for them. But I, I'm, I'll go with Way. I think they're a top seed. Um, they've shown it throughout the season. Um, you know, they have held on to win games against teams in the area, which is important. So um, I'll go with Way there, and I think that um, they'll be the top uh, seed in that sectional. All right, final way or no way, Joe is uh, going to wrestling. Uh, Loyola had four regional champions. Way or no way that Loyola will have three sectional champions at this upcoming weekend? Three. This sectional is a very tough sectional. Yeah. Also. yeah. Uh, we got prospect in here too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll say no way. I think they get two um with massey and kai as the as the favorites to do that but uh, that's even a stretch you know there's nothing wrong with second place at a sectional you can in a sectional like this you can get second and still place at state um it's that good of a sectional so th there's no negative to that depending on your draw um i think uh yeah, you can move all the way to the state finals, even um, with a second or third place. I think Jack Cummings from Nutria Hat finished third last year, and he won the state title. So right. um, it can happen. Um, so no shame in it, but I don't think they can get three with this talent at this sectional. Yeah, I'm going to go with no way here as well. I think with this sectional, how talented it is, I think they'll get one or two, I think. But I don't think they can get to three. And uh, like Joe mentioned, obviously, you just need to be a top four uh, placer in the sectional to advance to state. So um, obviously you want to win the sectional championship, but it's about getting to the state tournament um, next weekend in Champaign for a lot of these guys. So as long as you can get top four places in each weight, that's all that matters. All right, that is way or no way. So that means we're going to jump on over now to the fourth quarter where we preview some really good uh, things happening this upcoming week. A lot of good hoops going on. Um, a lot of great stuff uh, that should be happening. Um, I'll start off with girls basketball just because, you know, we're recording this on Wednesday, so we only know of uh, one definite games that are going to be happening. Loyola will take on Layden um, on Tuesday in their regional semifinal at Loyola at 6 o'clock. <coughs> um, bless you. Nutrier takes on GBS at the GBS regional on Monday. Um, or, sorry, Nutrier takes on Elk Grove Village on uh, Monday in the GBS regional. Um Joe, uh, what do you expect? Do you think uh, both of our uh, teams should uh, make it to the regional finals next week? Yeah, these aren't uh, paper um, seeds up here at four and five. These are good teams um, at, uh, I shouldn't say four and five, you know what I mean, Loyal and Nutrier. Um, they should take care of business um, in the opening round. It's the next round that'll be pretty challenging. 
Yeah, that'll be interesting. We'll talk about that obviously next week, but um, should expect both Loyola and New Cheer to move on to the regional finals, which we'll preview um, next week. Um, all right, let's get to um, talk about basketball. We got two huge games for our area teams, two championship games essentially on Friday taking place. Uh, New Trier hosting GBN for a CSL South title and Loyola traveling to St. Rita on Friday for a CCL title. Um, let's start off here, Joe, with New Trier and GBN, obviously teams that we're more familiar with um, based on what we've seen them do um, this year, but um, and obviously what they were able to do against each other earlier in the season. But um, for all the marbles, this should be a really interesting matchup. And I'm really curious to see um, how much each team has learned from that first game and what kind of adjustments they'll make on Friday. Yeah, from that first game and from the other games um, in the gauntlet, that is the CSL South. I mean, since that game, they've both played um, just a mix of Evanston and GBS. So uh, two other good teams. So, um, you know, in the GBN took a loss in there. So we're looking at, we're looking at a good battle of two very motivated teams gutting and, you know, Nutrier has, uh, is in the lead. So they have at least a share of the, of the CSL South, but this is for GBN to get a share of it as well. So it should be just a, a really good game. Now, last game, I believe was in the fifties, uh, maybe even the fifties and forties. I can't remember the score. Yeah. 54, 44 uh, win for GBN. Yeah. And, and you know that Nutrier doesn't want to score in the forties. Um, so kudos to GBN for that defense. So I think Nutrier is going to bring out a different look, um, do some different things on offense to whether it's free up Fegan or free up more looks for their secondary guys, or, um, just get better looks and get, you know, for a better chance to get, put the ball in the basket. Cause they have to, um, and GBN will know that it's, it, you know, coaching back and forth. And, um, but I do think Nutria will come out with a pretty strong defensive effort. That's really what they did against Evanston. Evanston's late push got them in the fifties, but they kept them pretty low for most of that game. So um, I'm just expecting a good game, but man, Jake Fegan is on fire. I mean, we're talking 36 in the win against Lakeside in his, in the twenties. Um, he just scored. I think he's over 20 in his past four or five games in this little win streak they got going. Um, probably averaging close to 24 a game, I would think. Um, so he, he's going to be a tough man to stop. He's learned to score from all over the floor, which we've talked about a lot, gets to the line a lot. He's just a hard man to stop. Can he will this his team the victory? And also by doing what he does, he creates for his for his teammates. So um, I, don't, I don't know who I like. I mean, I like Nutrier, but uh, GBN's very good. They've got three losses. I still feel like they're underrated in the terms of uh, the grand scheme of things across state. What did GBN do in that first game where they were able to kind of limit, you know, Nutria to 44 points, something that they're not used to? And how does Nutria kind of overcome that other than, you know, having Fegan, you know, shoot, uh, you know, shoot really well? If I'm not wrong, didn't they shoot? Uh, we had that number like four for 25 from three or something like they missed. Yeah. They missed like 19 threes and uh, shooting that many threes tells you a couple things. Yes, they were they were chasing down the stretch, so they probably shot a little more um, loosely than they would um, with the lead. But um, they were getting some looks. They were getting some looks that they liked and just missing. So um, I think probably what GBN did was get the ball out of Fegan's hand and make somebody else beat him, which is a pretty sound strategy. Um, some of the guys around Fegan are young still, still figuring things out, although 
obviously they've worked together very well for a 24 and four record. Um, but I think that's probably something generally there's going to be nuances within the scheme, but generally they're going to try to do again. Vegan goes off for 30 or more, very small chance you're going to win that game. So what do you expect happening here, Joe? I know I'm going to make you uh, make a prediction here. What happens on Friday and does Nutria win an outright uh, conference title? I do. I think they want it bad. Um, one to avenge a loss um, early in the season, just added motivation, of course, to win the conference title, keep, keep this hot winning streak going. Um, and, and I think they pull it out, but I think it's going to be just a really good game with two teams that I think are really, really close talent wise um, in this area. So I think um, I'm going to say something like 62 to 58. All right, let's see what happens there. We'll obviously talk about it in next week's episode of the podcast, but let's go to the other big championship game that we've got, Loyola taking on uh, St. Rita Friday night on the south side of Chicago. Uh, St. Rita 17-10 and 10, um, overall, 9-1 and 1 in the conference. Uh, the Mustangs, obviously, a very talented team, but also um, don't let those 10 losses, you know, kind of make you say, oh, that's not a really good team. Those losses come to, like, Juliet West and, um, a really good St. Louis team and Simeon um, and Whitney Young and Proviso East and uh, Link Academy and State. So you're a lot of out-of-state opponents for this team. Uh, Mount Carmel was able to best them 84 to 76. So um, obviously a lot of losses for St. Rita, and I'm curious to know how that kind of affects them in the seedings, but um, a team that has seen a lot of talented, you know, teams around not only Illinois, but also the country. Yeah, so they're nine and one in conference. You said, yeah. So this game would give Loyola a share if they win, okay? Because I think they have two losses in conference. Right. Okay. Just talking or thinking all out. Um, okay, so what? Saint Rita, like you said, you you, you said it perfectly. That ten losses really mean nothing. They played the best teams in the state, one of the toughest schedules in the state. Um, so to kind of throw that out the window. This is one of the most potent teams in Illinois. Um, they can score the ball. Uh, almost like no one else uh, in the state. Um, they've got the th top three recruits, I think, in the 2024 class. Yeah. Um, they're, they're just, they're lethal. Um, they're a very good team. Um, that doesn't mean they're beatable. Like, you know, I wouldn't equate 10 losses to 10 losses to other teams, but they're still, they've still been beaten. So Loyola's proved to be a giant killer in the past. They've taken out Brother Rice, for instance. So, um on the road so they can do it they have the horses to do it they have the defense to do it i think you can get this team frustrated what loyola is going to have to deal with is a ton of length and a ton of athleticism on the wing um they like to run and uh we're going to have to just stop them um in transition especially keep them off that uh that pace and make it your basketball game you do that and and, and you're in it um and of course miles Bolin being a factor and being in it is a big big thing they need to happen assuming that he's in this game i mean how much can this is this pretty much a game where loyalist defense kind of has to do what it always kind of does in these types of games and you know really frustrate their athletic wings and that kind of stuff and maybe make them uncomfortable and take some shots that they're not really comfortable with yep that's exactly what they have to do they have to force them into shots that uh they wouldn't normally take that might feel high percentage but when they're contested and kind of in a rush, uh, they uh, they are not, and um, frustrate them. You know, Loyola gets in position really well, and they get better as the season goes on at taking charges and things like that. 
Um, they obviously take great pride in that. We know that they have their charge chain. Um, so um, can they get those wings who love to attack closeouts and, you know, get to the basket and around the rim? Um, can they stop them from doing that and get some turnovers off that, I think, is going to be key. How much do you feel like, you know, they can take from their Brother Rice game and apply it to this game? And how much does St. Rita look at that Brother Rice game tape? I don't know if they have access to that, but how much do they kind of look at that film and be like, all right, they're going to be doing this. And um, this is what frustrated Brother Rice. And, you know, we played Brother Rice and we're able to beat them. But uh, um, how much do you feel like that game could really be a factor for both teams into being like, well, this is what this team can do. And for Coach Levitino to be like, you guys did this against Brother Rice. Why can't you do this to St. Rita, you know? Yeah, I think it is at least a mental, I don't want to say edge, but a mental advantage, edge, same thing, for, for Loyola to know that they've beaten big teams, you know, this season before. They, they've they also beaten Ignatius. So um, can they take that and, and you know, take that with them uh, as a mental thing and just know, you know, it's it's a thing to know on the court that you can play with these guys who are, quote unquote stars they are stars i mean they're going to illinois they gotta be stars um but um just to know that on the floor gives you confidence it allows you to kind of play with a, a certain energy i think that's important in a game like this where you might be outsized and you know maybe out talented at spots that's going to be true um so um they'll have that with them and and your other point i'm sure that the, saint rita will be looking at tape and look how how does loyola stop stars um you know in the brother rice game it stopped Ahmad henderson um for three and a half quarters until he kind of went off in the in the late fourth so um how were they able to do that and what can we do to counter it and so um there's enough tape to be ready but i'm sure Livatino and his guys will be floor slapping ready all right what do you expect happens in this game on friday i i I like Rita. Um, I think that they're getting playoff ready here for a push to make the, uh, they have aspirations as well of, um, of a trip to the state um, finals. Um, and uh, they're gearing up for that. So, and they got, they're kind of in, in the advantageous spot of already having a, a share of the title. So can they hold on to that? They don't want anybody intruding on their CCL title. Um, so I, I, I think they have the advantage and, and I'll give them that victory by about, I think about six or eight. All right. We'll see what happens on Friday. Obviously we'll have you covered here at the record Um, before we say goodbye, obviously we got wrestling happening this upcoming weekend for both, um, boys sectional happening at Barrington. Um, and then I think the girls are competing, um, at Evanston. If I have that correct, um, I'll do a quick look real quick, but, um, obviously a lot of, uh, stuff looking to look forward to, uh, this upcoming weekend when it comes to wrestling. Yes, both Loyola and Nutria are at Evanston um, this Friday and Saturday. Uh, both uh, both teams for both uh, schools, you know, looking forward to um, getting a chance to move on to the state meet. Yep, going to be a good one, going to be an exciting one. Like you said, one of the best sectionals um, out in Barrington. And um, the second year for the girls' state final should be very exciting. We should see some, you know, we got one of the best girls wrestlers in the state here in Harley Hiller out of uh, Loyola Academy. Um, so look for her to do some damage. Should be a lot of fun. Obviously, keep up with the record North Shore for all the updates that you need for both Loyola and Nutrier um, this upcoming weekend. All right, that's everything that we've got for this uh, week's version of the Varsity Podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you look us up 
We're on Apple, iTunes, Spotify. If we're not there, let us know and we'll add it. Um, always leave a nice little review. We always appreciate it. And that uh, helps us get uh, to more North Shore sports fans so they can listen to our great, fantastic takes um, that never are wrong. Uh, make sure you check out my stuff at Friday Night Drive. We've got some more stuff uh, coming forward as uh, we kind of head into the deeper recruiting parts of the year. Um, most of the 2023 year is over now, so we're moving our focus on the class of 2024. So make sure you check out our stuff at Friday Night Drive. And as always, check out Joe's work at the record North Shore for not only sports, but everything else going on in the North Shore area. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week. And we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.